If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, friends, to Podcast Unlocked. It is IGN's weekly Xbox show for April 26th, a day that will live in Xbox history, no doubt. Uh, in some way, maybe it'll end up being a footnote, but for the moment, it is a significant day in Xbox history. We'll tell you about why coming up, but this is Podcast Unlocked episode 592. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, uh, repping my sons this week who finished off the LA Clippers, go Suns. Welcoming back, Destin Legary is uh, just, you're getting, you're still getting your sea legs back under you, Destin, after being out on paternity leave for a while. A little bit, but I still got a lot of bams to give. So uh, <laughs> let's get going. I'm excited to record the show today. Little bit of news, so. Yeah, a little bit. I'm glad you're here for it. Uh, <laughs> I'm also glad that another uh, person, fittingly a Brit, is here for it. We can direct all of our blame and all of our ire onto, I'm, I'm kidding, of course, a little. MC Fixer, our old friend from the My Xbox and Me podcast. Welcome back, my friend. Thank you for having me back. I'll say it right now. It wasn't my fault, but you will, hold, you will put the blame on me anyway. But I want everyone to know it wasn't me. It wasn't me, okay? Well, we'll see if you can convince the audience of that by the end of the episode. May it, for no now, sure. you, are, you are the avatar for, for all of this. But we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, by the way, how is, how is my Xbox and me going? How many episodes are you up to? You've been going for a while. 404 we are going to wow. celebrate eight years in four weeks which That's is great. crazy um yes yeah, it's, it's been a it's, i saw a statistic the other day that most podcasts don't make it past like episode four and then past that is like episode 10 so yeah after doing that after eight years now talking about xbox through the good days the bad days and right now the confusing days uh yeah it's been amazing so uh yeah i'm, I'm i love doing it me and the boys we get together very different show people notice that often it's just like free three dummies getting together talking xbox and yeah we love it so shout out matt and shout out Gretch. absolutely everybody should check out my xbox and me add it to your xbox podcast weekly you know weekly roster alongside unlocked all right uh first up this week i'm gonna just make this quick because i know fixer and destin have not had a chance to spend much time with it i've i've got about five hours in and want to get back (laughs) i very much want to get back to it because it's so good and that game is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Hey, uh, Respawn made a great game. I know that's shocking to all of you because that's never happened before. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 9 out of 10 on IGN from our curmudgeon reviews director, Dan Stapleton. You know, he is, he is difficult to please. Uh, <laughs> and it is a 9 out of 10. Destin, just from what little you've had a chance to take a look at it so far, your quick thoughts on the sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm man, it looks really good on my super powerful PC. There's been some performance issues because, pulling back the curtain a little bit, we're playing pre-day one patch. So the day one patch hit yesterday, and I've played since then. It does seem like it has corrected some of the performance issues. So uh, that's been sort of interesting to see happen. But 
just sort of disregarding that, just playing the game and enjoying it. I've really, really liked visually what they've managed to accomplish. The combat still feels great. I decided to just play on normal because I played the first one on the hardest difficulty and beat it. Yeah. And I started this one on normal just because I, I don't know how much time I'll actually get to play it. So uh, what I played this far, very, very fun, really cool to use. Uh, you know, all the force abilities and some of the new stuff like the grapple in the intro. And I can't wait to get back into it. Yeah, you you weren't a dad when Jedi Fallen Order came out in 2019, yeah. correct? Yeah, correct. And so, yeah, you, you had time to play on the hardest difficulty and, and mm. get through it. Now things are different. Yeah, I just I just played through something else on the hardest difficulty and had a good time. God of War Ragnarok, I played through that nice. on the hardest difficulty, so had a good time with that. And uh, but for Star Wars, I just kind of wanted to play it and enjoy the Force powers and such. Yeah, it's uh, again. I when I was lucky enough to get to go down to respawn a few months ago to play a big chunk of this for our IGN first that we did in February. I just like I've been at this. I think I've said this on the podcast before, but I've. I've been at this so long, 20 plus years now, where I generally have a a pretty good spidey sense for when a game's going to be like really good, like just exceptionally good. And my spidey sense was definitely tingling after playing that game, you know, three months ago for, for several hours. I was like, I think this is going to be really, really, like really good. And uh, so I'm not surprised to see the reviews Bearing that out, and and I can't wait to play more of it because it just it it feels like a very vast game in a good way, not in not in an open world like there's a million things to do on the checklist, but just in terms of the scope and scale of the story and of of the game worlds themselves. So I'm stoked. Uh, Fixer, are you is is this game is is Jedi Survivor kind of the the kickoff for your big spring or are you not a star wars guy or were you already knee so, deep in dead island what's where are you at here so i'm not a star wars guy but i played the original game absolutely loved it i feel like that's the best thing for games for me like the medium allows me to experience worlds that i wouldn't usually care about and star wars is one of those for me i have se everything i've seen in this game looks amazing hearing you both have played it and i haven't upsets me a lot um but i look forward to trying it out no i, I really can't wait and from what you've both said it um, sounds like it's a, a, a worthy sequel, which is exactly what we want, right? Exactly, yeah. So uh, another another win for Respawn probably doesn't come as a surprise at this point. You know, they've they've only made one game that wasn't amazing at this point, and it was uh, the Medal of Honor VR game, which was, I wanted to love it so much, but it's just not that great. Um, I know not a lot of people played it because it's a VR game, but in any case, yeah, that's that's been the only one that's that's a uh, sort of a a, a block on their a, a blob on their resume that's not just perfectly clean and and nice. But Jedi Survivor getting it done. So that is out on Friday for everybody to jump into. I definitely recommend you do it because it's uh, it's real good. What's not real good? At least for Microsoft, I guess it's a real good day for Sony today because the Microsoft deal to acquire Activision Blizzard was blocked by the CMA, the UK government's Competition and Markets Authority. It was announced on the government's website. Uh, the decision to block the deal was due to the implications for cloud gaming. Yeah, yeah, not well, Call thanks. of Duty. Well, that was that turns out no. Microsoft did. I guess they satisfied all the requirements that were needed there. But it's cloud gaming that will trip this thing up. "Quote: The deal would alter the future of the fast-growing cloud gaming market, leading to reduced innovation and less choice for UK gamers over the years to come." The CMA said. Microsoft has retaliated by saying it will appeal the decision saying it is, quote, disappointed by the result that, quote, appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market, which is, of course, a fancy way of saying, you guys don't know what you're talking about. So we'll see where this goes in the appeal process. Brad Smith, the vice chair and president of Microsoft, who's, whose name has become uh, more of a household one in the gaming community solely as a result of this entire process. He's a guy we never really heard from before, in the in the Xbox space, but uh, this deal has brought has put his name uh, in the headlines quite a bit. So Mr. Smith said, "quote 
We remain fully committed to this acquisition and will appeal. The CMA's decision rejects a pragmatic path to address competition concerns and discourages technology innovation and investment in the United Kingdom. We have already signed contracts to make Activision Blizzard's popular games available on 150 million more devices, and we remain committed to reinforcing these agreements through regulatory remedies. We're especially disappointed that after lengthy deliberations, this decision appears to reflect a flawed understanding of this market and the way the relevant cloud technology actually works. Yikes. Spicy. Uh, the CMA said that Microsoft failed to provide a solution to its concerns over the deal's impact on the cloud gaming market. While the CMA deemed that Xbox making Activision Blizzard games like Call of Duty exclusive to its consoles wouldn't make sense, it didn't reach the same decision about cloud gaming. Quote, Microsoft has a strong position in cloud gaming services, and the evidence available to the CMA showed that Microsoft would find it commercially beneficial to make Activision's games exclusive to its own cloud gaming service. The deal would reinforce Microsoft's advantage in the market by giving it control over important gaming content, such as Call of Duty, Overwatch, and World of Warcraft. The evidence available to the CMA indicates that, absent the merger, Activision would start providing games via cloud platforms in the foreseeable future. Destin, I will go to you first. You have been the Unlocked team's most diligent member in terms of keeping up on every little wrinkle in this entire story. And we've reached, uh, it's not even a wrinkle, it is like a tear. We've reached a tear in the, in the fabric at this point. What do you make of this? I'm confused by the decision. I almost like my personal feeling is I that they wanted to block it and they are using this sort of as a scapegoat because the reasoning's quite flimsy in my opinion. I, I don't feel like the CMA has done a good job of explaining how this is an issue. Uh, they said that they want, what did they say specifically? It will, cloud gaming needs a free competitive market to drive innovation and choice. Well, Microsoft never planned to restrict access to at least Call of Duty. I'm sure they're more than willing to expand that to be the rest of the library. But now, you know, NVIDIA won't get access to that, those titles at all. As far as I know, I don't think Activision had any incentive to expand into cloud gaming organically. And then beyond that, uh, the other titles likely also won't enter into cloud gaming. So I'm a little confused by the decision. And I, I read the CMA's full breakdown today. Uh, it's strange. <laughs> it's, it's a surprise. Microsoft is going to appeal, like you pointed out. Brad Smith talked about that. And uh, they already went back to the CMA when they are originally going to block it and said, you had your math wrong. And now Brad Smith is saying, you're just wrong about how cloud gaming works. So maybe the appeal ends up going through, but these type of things are very difficult to appeal, at least with the CMA. There's yeah. still the EU decision looming. There's New Zealand. And now I have to imagine the FTC is not going to give up the legal case. So the FTC in August is going to have a trial and we're going to get a whole bunch of dirty laundry from uh, Microsoft and Sony, who is sort of entrenched in that battle. They've even subpoenaed Nintendo, who actually has a pretty good uh, case for getting that thrown out. But we'll see what transpires from this point going forward. A lot of people are saying the deal's dead out there. Deal's not dead until after the appeal's gone or Activision decides to drop out. And Bobby Kotick has commented publicly that they're not dropping out. And uh, as you said, Brad Smith has also said they're not dropping out. So I think we got a lot more Activision Blizzard talk for the next year, if not longer. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't want to talk it. about this anymore. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not the only why? One. I'm glad why did you do this to us? It's your fault. I, I was actually sat there when this meeting happened and said, I, I for one, am against this uh, wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, no, I, it's it's a very strange place to be in, to be honest with you. I'm, I'm with you on the case of I hate having to talk about this even longer. Um, but we are where we are. It's, for me, it's it's it doesn't make sense. And it's confusing. And I think that's the most important part for it. It's, I, I believe I believe Brad Smith when he says they don't know what they're talking about, if I'm being totally honest with you. Um, and that's what heart, breaks my heart the most about it. It's not, it's not informed people making these decisions and then making 
what they lead to believe is an educated right decision it's a bunch of people who don't really understand our industry don't in understand what this deal means to xbox i've never understood protecting second place uh, right. in my opinion exactly. i've uh, I, again i understand competition breeds more success for everybody right and this to me was from day one people have been against this from day one it's been nope don't want this to happen uh from twitter to <laughs> to uh, even more important people and here we stand today with with this news and honestly it, it upset me a lot because I can understand the argument from a Call of Duty point of view. I don't agree with it, but I can at least understand it from a cloud base point of view. I'm here in the UK. We don't have great internet like you guys across <laughs> the world. Like, let me tell you, like the internet's not that good. So the fact they're trying to go off of, oh, it's for cloud. I don't see anybody on my bus journey when I go into into anywhere playing the X Cloud on the bus. All right, so they're not protecting anybody. I feel like it's a a scapegoat for them to get the decision they wanted personally. So well, also on, on top of that, a question for both of you here, because this this is what occurs to me is should should Microsoft be penalized for having actually invested in a cloud gaming platform that works that their customers actually want to use that's part of the Xbox Game Pass ultimate service? What so wait, wait, why should they be uh, penalized for, yeah. for building something that works? Wait, my thing is, wait, so let me tell so they didn't foul like Google did, and now they're in trouble for it and not being able to get deals go through. Is that what we're saying here? Because Google couldn't make it work and there's a lack of competition, Xbox are now in trouble because they actually put out a good product. Makes no sense. Well, when I, no one else could. The PlayStation <laughs> streaming service actually uses Microsoft technology, the Azure technology, and like that deal went through just fine. Paul Tassio at Forbes pointed out some interesting numbers, though. He said that uh, cloud gaming is a $1.72 billion portion of a $180 billion industry, the gaming industry. And VR, for comparison, as we know, is fairly niche. It's an $11 billion industry. Oh, wow. So this, that frames the, it pretty well. This deal was blocked over such a small portion of the industry that VR is 10 times the size of it. So yeah, it, it's just... It's strange. It's it's odd, and that's why I'm kind of like, well, it just seems like you wanted to block the deal, uh, <laughs> or like when the appeals come through, I think it's going to be really interesting to see what's spelled out. I need to read through the the CMA documentation uh, from a few months ago, see what they specifically had concerns about in the cloud gaming market, and uh, you know, just come to more conclusions there. But I'm surprised, honestly. If it would have, like Fixer, like you said, if it would have been like the main argument that PlayStation had, it would have been like, okay, yeah, I guess that makes more sense. This deal's done. But you cloud can gaming? It. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it's, uh, we're, we're, we continue on. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm also very shocked by this because I, I mean, well, there was a New York por uh, Post, pardon me, report yesterday that said it looks like the, the verdict's coming down. It looks like it's going to go Microsoft's way. I had heard that that it was the, the preparations, like everybody was kind of preparing for the yes to come down. Uh, and so when I logged into IGN this morning, which I knew today, like today it was, by the way, if you haven't been on IGN today, or you know, maybe it's not still today by the time you hear this, but... We knew today was going to be a wild one on IGN because we had the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom preview embargo. So we had a ton of Zelda stuff go up. We had the Jedi Survivor review go up. And we were expecting this uh, Activision Blizzard deal news to come down. So I log into IGN this morning and I see, as expected, the Zelda stuff. And I see Jedi Survivor review. And then I'm like, let me scroll. And then there, in the next row, we got, I see, oh, okay. Uh, Activision, Blizzard, Microsoft's Activision, but blocked. I'm like, what? <laughs> Wait, it got blocked? Hold on a second. So yeah, I was very taken aback by this. Um, yeah, I I just can't believe that seemingly Sony's efforts to gum up the works on this, however they can, it worked. Like, it, well, or at least contributed to it. I don't know if you can attribute it to to Sony's efforts because. 
they threw out most of Sony's arguments when they went back on their decision earlier with the right the, the Call of Duty one. stuff. Yeah, yeah, they're just like no, and we're not really listening to Sony anymore. But then this cloud gaming thing, and they actually they literally had their math wrong with that original set of arguments, which is why right. they threw it out, and uh, they were corrected. And then um, yeah, so I don't know how much Sony's comments contributed to it uh lulu chang maservi who is over at Activision, she is the even quite, quite the loose cannon affairs. on twitter well, oh yeah she she said the cma's report today is a major setback for the uk's ambitions to be a tech hub and we will work with microsoft to reverse it on appeal this report is also a disservice to uk citizens who faced increasingly dire economic prospects and we need to reassess our growth strategy in the uk Basically, like, so she's still at Activision, and they're like, well, what are we going to do in the UK just going forward generally? Because this really comes up just everything. Uh, global innovators, large and small, will take note that despite all of its rhetoric, the UK is closed for business. Now, obviously, she has a financial incentive to ha see the deal go through, but she points out something at the end there. People have been trying to go into the UK, the CMA and the EU have really gum things up for American companies trying to expand over there. And it's gotten to the point where not only is Activision pointing this out, you have a lot of people just in uh, the business sector talking about how it's getting harder and harder for a, a US-based company to expand into this region to the point where things like this deal are being blocked there. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how that develops just as a, from a wider business perspective beyond this case. I do agree with to see from my perspective, I'll tell you, I'll be in there. Like it's, it, I, I totally agree. Sorry to cut you up there. Uh, no, I do apologize. It's, it just doesn't make sense. Uh, we're already struggling. The country as a whole is already struggling. Business across the board is struggling. And then you want to be the guys to put the nail in the coffin on this. People don't want to come here to work. People don't want to bring their business here. People can't get their businesses here. And this is happening. It, 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 it doesn't make sense. This week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts, NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com slash Unlocked without the E. That's N O R D V P N dot com slash U N L O C K D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30 day money back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
I, I definitely agree with both of you. You both mentioned individually that uh, it seemed like that, that these powers that be wanted to, to reject this deal like right from the jump. And I, and I completely agree. It just, it did, it did seem like there was, I won't call it a bias. I won't call it a lack of objectivity, but it, it just did seem like there was, there was just something in the air with this where I don't know if it's, if it's, if it was just the number, the $69 billion number, just, just this being such a, a, a giant uh, proposal that that's, sort of set everybody aback from a regulatory perspective, like, whoa, wait a second, we're, we, we're gonna, well, I don't know if we want that. Uh, but yeah, it's just been, the, this cloud thing feels like it came out of nowhere after we got done, you know, like you said, Destin, we, we finally got through all the Call of Duty stuff with Microsoft just going out and signing 10-year deals to put Call of Duty with anyone that wanted it. Anybody that mm. wants Call of Duty, we will sign a 10-year commitment to put it there. And, you know, of course, Sony, was offered that and did not take it, uh, but Nintendo did, and a couple of different cloud gaming services took it. So uh, it, it's just really fascinating to me that that something like this would would be held up by by people that, again, like I mean, I don't know the people on the CMA. I don't I don't know their qualifications, how they got to be on the CMA. I'm not that plugged into obviously i don't live there as you do fixer and i and uh, but even I don't then, know even then i yeah, don't know them evil <laughs> we, we don't know like sort of who these people are or where they came from uh but but it is it's just i'm not nope. saying every business deal should be approved just rubber stamped like scrutiny is okay but it just seems like microsoft did everything right on this and and made all the said and did with all with those aforementioned 10-year agreements they were saying and doing all the right things and are still just getting uh rejected here and and it's and i just have to add to what you both have already said by saying it's it's just kind of confusing at this point i've got one theory that the xbox knew or microsoft knew this was coming only in some way shape or form only because again i'm around here xbox have you go and watch you watch football soccer you don't see Dads. Xbox signs anywhere. You don't. You go to the cinema. You don't see Xbox signs anywhere. All of a sudden, I'm going on the tube. Xbox have got advertisements for this deal. I'm on the newspaper. There's there's something. I think again. I'm only giving my two cents here. Why have you drum up marketing on this? I don't even see ads for games in right. in the UK. Other than if it's on YouTube or on Twitch or places like that why all of a sudden now you're starting to run these ads and i have a feeling maybe there was something down the line they knew they hadn't they haven't got a strong foot in here um and they were like all right we need to play hard as much as we can and it clearly hasn't come off and then there's the the cynic inside me which is like all these people own playstations and their nephews own playstations and they're like i don't want things to change <laughs> let, me, let me back you up a second here real quick fixer you said did, did I hear you correctly? Did you say that they started running ads specifically about this deal? Yes. Yeah, so they had ads on the tube, and Destin, you clearly know about these as well. On, on the tube, as you go up, you've got the advertising boards, right? Mm -hmm. And they had they had one specifically for Call of Duty, which was like bringing Call of Duty to 150 more players. And the whole oh, ad my. campaign was built around where doing... Where, Xbox are the good guys here. Like, and don't get me wrong, they're not no one's the good guys here. Everyone's out to make money. <laughs> let's let's not be silly. But it was I just found it extremely strange. And then there was an ad in oh, I don't remember the newspaper it was in, which was very full similar. Page. I don't, I, it was a full yeah, page ad. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And it is something I have never seen Microsoft slash Xbox do before. And I was like, oh, that seems strange to me for something that you're confident is gonna go through. Right. So clearly they weren't all the way confident. Otherwise, they wouldn't be running these these campaigns. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think that those ads, just just hearing that from you, makes me wonder? The, my thought goes to, well, maybe Microsoft's trying to drum up public support, oh, yeah. so well, that if this goes, if this does get blocked, the 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 public again. I don't know if the CMA. I I don't know if they're elected or I would guess appointed, but I don't actually know. But I, either way, I would imagine this sounds like it's Microsoft's kind of trying to drum up not only just public awareness, but then public support in case 
in case the hammer came down as it has. It, 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 again, I'm around gamers all the time. Most of the people I'm around are PlayStation players, right? That's, that's just in the country. That's what it is. Most people play PlayStation. Yeah. People look at me crazy when I started an Xbox podcast. Let me be honest with you. Um, so, yeah, for me, it's, it's public appearance. It's getting the people behind them. I don't think any of that matters. Once you've been told no in a magnitude like this by somebody, they don't want to be seen red-faced, in my opinion. I feel like it's a case of, we've said no, that is it. You're going to have to come with a crazy amount of information, which I do think Microsoft and Activision could do because it is cloud-based, less than putting out the percentages. If that can be presented and articulated in a way in which these people who don't understand our industry can understand it, maybe then this deal isn't done. But if you're asking me today, is it done? I truly believe this is over. How about you, Destin? Do you agree with that? Well, uh, I don't know what to think right now. We still have the EU decision, and I think all the reports for that one have also uh, leaned towards that it's going to go through. Investigator, the the person running things over there, kind of commented like, hey, we might have a different decision than our colleagues, so just be prepared for that. Uh, I the think UK that's... being different? No way. Yeah, Brexit yeah. wasn't the one you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there's the CMA and there's the EU, and they're, they're different divisions. So what Pactor said would happen if the deal was blocked, Michael Pactor is an analyst at WebBush Securities. He's fairly pro-Xbox, like, <laughs> pretty clearly. Well, he, he's And he's been yeah. a video game industry analyst for yeah. 15 plus years. Long so he's, time. You know, he, he at least, he knows the industry. Yeah. Give them that much. Yeah, he said that they will appeal it, and there's a potential that they could still see the deal go through. And you're going to see more of those ads if his reality, if Pactor's thought is to come true, because basically what's going to happen is they're going to have Call of Duty on Game Pass everywhere else and on all the cloud gaming services everywhere else except the places that the CMA utilizes stuff and microsoft could get really nasty they could also like stop updating operating systems like they can do whatever they can really really strong arm the cma but it'll be interesting to see how they handle this if bobby kodak and brad smith are both saying they're going to appeal i have to imagine they're going to appeal they're gonna hit the three billion dollar deadline any day now and i think they just let that sail on past and just Remind everybody about that deadline, Destin. For this for this deal, they've had these points where the whole thing could fall apart and they basically pay Activision a fee and then it's done, right? They pay $3 billion, everybody goes their separate ways, Activision remains independent, Microsoft right. remains independent. The immediate effects of this are Activision stocks back at that $75 point, so it dropped significantly. I believe it's a $10 drop because everybody thought this was going going good. And now it's not. But uh, yeah, so there is that $3 billion payout that they could do. But publicly, they're saying they're going to appeal. So whatever happens next, it could get real interesting. And I'm excited about the FTC trial now. <laughs> Let's see. So yeah, I, I, I just look up Activision Blizzard stock. It, the market's still open as we're recording. It's still kind of, there's, there's uh, It'll even out. an hour and change to go. Yeah, it's down 11% today which is a Mm -hmm. that's a significant hit um but again not unexpected given the maybe unexpected result of this um well there's a lot of i mean there's a lot of other contributors there too though like there's some stuff going on with nasdaq right now where it's everything's bad right now (laughs) so like it's not just activision stock that's down but certainly this does not help it fair yeah Yeah. it's down to 76 which is about where it's been trading for a while now and i do think things will even out so i Sorry, Ryan, to just sort of go off on this. Often people will point to that. Let's see where it is in a week. Yeah. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. It, stocks can, you never want to necessarily point to one one day for any, you know, to make any definitive conclusion about, about a stock. Um, but yeah, Destin, you mentioned, of, I mean, of course, Kodak, Kodak, and and uh, the other ex- the executives that yeah. stand to see a big payout from this, of course, they still want the deal to go through because they will make, as Fixer 
coldly but accurately put it it's that they're gonna make the money that's what it's about at the end of the day uh they're gonna make that money i mean if if uh i think the first word you'd associate with bobby kodak it wouldn't it probably wouldn't be creativity or supportive to money. developers it would be money <laughs> yeah. um, money and that's so yeah so he's he's in it to to try and see this thing all the way through i do wonder um, could the board just pull the plug though like could absolutely the ent entire board just say yeah we're done microsoft's like hey we're still good to go are you guys still good to go bobby's like yeah i'm still good to go oh the board said no give us our three billion dollars well and again i want to we have we have talked about this before but i think it is very important to just remind everybody as we talk through this now, i'm not saying that microsoft is any kind of white knight that's going to magically fix everything but it is important to remember there is a a serious uh workplace culture situation that has persisted at activision blizzard uh for a long time there's no reason to believe that it is fundamentally changed in any way uh, until we start hearing from the people that work there uh, that that things are tangibly better. And part of the part of the the, the potential benefit, a, a significant potential benefit for the employees of the company, the thousands of game developers that work at Activision Blizzard, if Microsoft takes control, there is a real chance to make sweeping fundamental changes to the workplace culture there uh that if this deal does not go through maybe those those culture changes don't happen i mean i hope that they still do um in some way somehow but but that's another piece of this that i think shouldn't go over and i'm not saying anybody's overlooking it but it's it's just another it's another reason that that you know i want to see microsoft do this thing and get it get it approved so just just the mention of the deal has allowed Raven Software employees to form a union. Many yeah. employees at Activision Blizzard have unionized, but Activision's still doing things. They just made all their employees return to office. It was a mandatory ask. And yep. there's people at the company that are saying they have a crisis board for right. World of Warcraft, for example, where you know, what feature are we going to ax when the next person quits? Like it, it's gotten that serious over there. Right. So. Meaning, and you're, you're people, people are leaving the company because of the return to office policy. Just because of the return to office saying. policy. So yeah. there are these culture considerations and I believe Microsoft does have a little bit more flexibility in that realm. So they, they do offer remote work still for many of their employees. Um, and there was one other thought, but I lost it. So I'll just, That's oh, okay. Yeah. well, there's the consideration also just for employees more generally. And um, what impact will this have if this whole deal falls apart? They're, like their stock tanks, that's not gonna be good for Activision. What will be left of Activision should this fall apart? Is it going to be damaging to the overall company? That's also a concern because they still have the ongoing litigation. They still have this internal turmoil. And now Microsoft's out of the picture. What happens? Well, and that's the last thing I wanted to, to bring up. So we've been talking about this for half an hour, which it's warranted. I mean, this is, this is a big, big day. In, in, uh, and again, in the history of the video game industry, this is a significant day. I mean, that may sound like hyperbole, but it's not. I mean, this is a, this is a major moment uh, it was going to be major either way, whether it got approved or not. And it's now, you know, it is being blocked for now. Um, so the last question I want to pose to each of you, and I'm, I'm happy to weigh in as well, of course, is if this does get blocked, and I know Fixer, you said you are, you are currently feeling like it's not going to happen. I, I have to share your pessimism, unfortunately, because, um, you know, the, the appeals process, I'm sure would, would not be an easy one, particularly with the FTC. Like if, if the, if the CMA gave the green light, it would give me more optimism that they'd figure out a way to sort it out with the FTC here in the United States. But yeah. now with the CMA throwing up the block, it just makes me even more pessimistic about, about the looming litigation with the FTC. So uh, if this does not go through, if this whole thing falls apart, Destin, you just mentioned some possible scenarios, but I want to ask the other side of it. What does Microsoft do next what do you think or what do you think they should or will or both do uh if this thing falls apart fixer i'll go your way first here 
the, I've been saying it on my Xbox and me. The first thing they've got to start doing is their marketing, which is something that I, I don't think their marketing is great across the board when it comes to advertising their games. Game Pass is what gets all of the advertising for Xbox. Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. It's never the game in particular is what I found. Redfall may be the latest game that I'm seeing a little bit more, but whatever. They've got to bring back doing... I, I know we don't like them, I guess, or I'll speak for myself. I don't like them. The third-party deals, which we see PlayStation do with not even not even timed exclusive anymore. It's just you will not work with said company. Right. If the, Meaning and, Microsoft and, and, uh, with yeah, Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah. We'll exactly. never see Final Fantasy 16. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure... I could, be, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Phil said this in an interview that he's not a fan of them. But ultimately, they are they are in second place, and we all understand the power of marketing. That is going to be something they're going to have to do. If this falls through, I still see them bringing a bunch of Activision games over because I feel like there's already a relationship built there now. People are going to look at Activision very much hand-in-hand hand with Microsoft a lot more than they hmm. previously did just because they wanted to buy them as a company. Um, I don't know how much these things cost, so I'm just talking a little bit here. But... Um, I just I can just see a lot of games coming to Game Pass still. I can see there being a lot more close up working relationships, maybe with Call of Duty. Uh, when it comes to getting the marketing back, obviously Xbox used to have that and FIFA when they were on top. Maybe they go back to trying to get those type of deals uh, again, like they did in the 360 days. And I still I still think this is I think this is worse for PlayStation if this doesn't go through personally. Really? Because I yeah, because I see Xbox. X, we know how much money Microsoft have compared to Sony. I, I can just see this becoming a, well, you've messed this up for me, or for us. Um, all right, let's, let's play ball. We see Sony just uh, got a new a new uh, company, if I'm not mistaken. They bought a new company. Firestrike. Um, yeah, thank you very much. I forgot the I name. Think. I can see it just being, okay, well, you won't let us have them. Who's on the market that we can get? Can we get a Capcom? Can we get a this? Again, I'm spitballing here, but I can just see them going, okay, well, this hasn't worked. We're not done. And pretty, they've said they're not done buying. I can see them not being done buying. Like, okay, let's keep going. We'll, we'll, go, we'll go the same route we did with Double Fine and, and all these other studios, and we'll just keep buying up smaller studios in, in smaller packages. Firewatch. Do you, think, do you think, before I go to Destin, Fixer, do you think any, any thoughts of keeping Elder Scrolls Six multi-platform because it's been such a... You think those are, are going to go out the window here? I'm telling if I'm, I'm t if this is me, I'm not on pay. I'm pay. Right, you're paying. If, yeah. <laughs> if this is me, if this is me, and I'm I'm big Phil Spencer, it's over. I'm not putting nothing nowhere anymore. Give me back Minecraft. Give me back Minecraft Legends. I'm done with it. You're not getting nothing anymore. <laughs> I love it. I love the pettiness. <laughs> uh, Destin, same question to you here. What do you think Microsoft will and or should do should this ultimately not go through? Microsoft needs to do what they've always needed to do. Focus on the studios that they have and focus on the games that they're releasing. This Redfall launch nonsense is n ridiculous, oh. first of all. Uh, like that game should be launching with 60. It's just like oversights like that on one of their newly acquired companies, right? Starfield almost launched in a state where it would have been uh, dipping all over the place performance-wise, and that's just based off of publicly available assets that we saw. Granted, Bethesda usually gets a little bit of leeway there because their games are no notoriously glitchy, but we need more regular releases that are celebrated and of high quality. The fact that the Halo Infinite franchise took until season three to finally get into a state that it should have been at launch is not where your flagship character your flagship franchise should be at and they need to sort out whatever is going on there we didn't have anything in 2022 or nothing substantial at least the forza team seems to have it together with forza motorsport coming down the line very excited about that and forza eventually horizon. we still don't have a date for it yeah and forza horizon being you know, excellent. It, like we have, we have that <laughs> or Microsoft has that going for them. What is going on with state of decay three? Like they, they don't have a God of war Ragnarok, right? Right. They have halo, they have gears. And then where are these other 
adventures and experiences for their players that are exclusive to the Xbox ecosystem. Where is the God of War answer? Where is the Spider-Man answer? Where is the Uncharted answer? Where is it? People are done waiting. Maybe invest that $70 billion into your own studios as opposed to into the deal. Well said. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I think they will still selectively shop. I don't think they're necessarily going to go just spend the $69 billion somewhere else. And I don't think they're going to buy $69 billion worth of other industry assets. But yeah, I could see, uh, you know, I've talked about an IO interactive, you know, maybe you go yeah. get them, you go, you know, maybe you look at one of the big Japanese publishers, although I know there are sort of other, they're definitely like, business cultural issues there with an American company potentially buying a Japanese company. I mean, I've brought Capcom up in the past as a as somebody that would seem like a good fit for Microsoft yeah. to go get. But um, yeah, I it'll be interesting to see, but it's just, it's, I, I'm, I'm definitely not optimistic right now. We'll see what happens. Um, I, well, yeah, I'll be curious, Fixer, if you end up correct about the, about that sort of closer relationship, if we do see, you know, maybe a Diablo 4 come to Game Pass or something like that down the way. But uh, I guess we're we're not done yet, but things are, are not looking good here uh, at this point in time. All right, real quick, I uh, just want to mention two other things in rapid succession here. Dead Island 2 has sold more than a million units in three days. They made the announcement uh, on social media. First three days, Dead Island 2 has won fans from around the world with countless players snapping up a copy. In the first 72 hours, uh, they released some fun in-game stats for this, which I always get a kick out of these. Thus far, players have slayed 1.1 billion zombies, hacked off 756 million zombie limbs, and sliced 45 million zombies in half. Additionally, players have spent a combined total of 11 million hours with the game and have collectively died 28 million times so far. And th that latter number is also twice the population of the game setting in LA. So. Uh, it does seem like the decision to move their release date up to get out ahead of Star Wars Jedi Survivor is quite literally paying off for them. And good for them. That was the right move. You, you, you want to get out of Star Wars' way unless, you know, unless you're Diablo Final Fantasy or Zelda, you want to get out of Star Wars' way. So uh, good stuff there for, for Dead Island 2. It's fun. I got, I'm, I'm digging into it. Uh, I'm going to have some fun with that game. I'm looking forward and to then, playing. Uh, one, more yeah, quick, one more quick W here for, for the Diablo 4 messaging campaign. We, we talked about this an episode or two ago. They're announcing a final beta test. It is a server slam. So the uh, weekend of May 12th, starting at noon Pacific on the Friday, on Friday, May 12th, concluding at noon Pacific on the Sunday, anybody can just download the demo, download the, the beta, just go in and play Act 1 uh, up to level 20, not 25. Uh, so you can go up to level 20 in Diablo 4. Anybody, any platform, even including two-player couch co-op for this Ooh. Server Slam weekend. And I just think this is so awesome. It's so smart. I love seeing Blizzard do this. Uh, is launch day, I've said this before, is launch day going to be buttery smooth? No, absolutely not. There's still going to be millions of people hammering when that final game comes out in the first week of June. But you're still, the fact that you're getting, you've already had millions of people hammer on it in the two beta weekends, and now you're doing a server slam. Things are going to be as smooth as they possibly can be, which will hopefully mean like minimally inconvenient for players. So uh, good on Blizzard for doing this. This is a great, a great, uh, because it's it's not easy to invest the resources to do this, but it's it's smart for the uh, for the actual launch of the game to help avoid the mess that they had when Diablo three launched. All right, every game uh, company. Real quick, do this. we have we have three minutes. We're gonna laser through. We're just gonna blast through unlock block trivia. Eric in California, whose gamer tag is LL Deluxe LL, uh, asks the following of you two gentlemen: In Bioware's two thousand three masterpiece. An original Xbox hit Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic, probably still my personal favorite role-playing game of all time. Which of the following planets did you not visit in your ship? So you went to three of these. Tell me the one you didn't go to in KOTOR. Was it Alderaan, Dantooine, Kashyyyk, or Manan? 
Uh, I will go to MC Fixer first. Which of those four did you not visit in Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? People are going to shout at me, but we didn't go to Kashyyyk. Destin. Uh, uh, do you know the answer? Because I'm just going to copy you, if that's correct. Uh, <laughs> I'll guess Alderaan. I don't know. Uh, well, let me just double check. Because I was going to guess Kashyyyk. I, I I thought, it it's, it's not Kashyyyk. You do go to Kashyyyk, absolutely. So, Fixer, I got I to gotta just double check, make sure. I'm like, every Star Wars game goes to Kashyyyk for some reason. So I feel like uh, yeah, that's okay. not it. So it, uh, did you, what did you say, Destin? Alderaan? Alderaan, yeah. That is correct. All well right. done, Destin Legary. Point for you, up? my friend. <laughs> uh, so thank you very much to Eric in California for sending in that Xbox trivia question. It's Destin. Uh, Destin, you might be in front at this point. I got to oh, update yeah. my scoreboard here. My phone is MIA at the moment, but I will find it and uh, update that scoreboard. Anybody else out there that's got a good Xbox trivia question, please send it my way. The email address to send it to is unlocked at IGN.com. Include the question. Include four multiple choice answers. Note the correct one in your email. Don't forget your name and optionally your gamer tag if you'd like me to read it on the air. And we'll play again next week. And it is time to go in just a 45 seconds or so here. Fixer, so great to see you. Give yourself a plug. Where can everybody find you? Yeah, you can find me everywhere at MC Fixer. Go and check out my Xbox and me podcast. And if you're into Twitch, twitch.tv slash MC Fixer. Brilliant. So great to have you back. Destin? Yeah, check me out on IGN.com. I have a few op-eds coming out very soon. You can also check out my personal stuff over at YouTube.com slash Destin channel where I kind of just react to the news. <laughs> and uh, this one is a big one. So, yeah. Uh, and as for me, I'm on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, I don't know what I can promote. them. Go see all our Zelda coverage because that, that's all Brian Altano and Casey DeFridis did a great job putting all that together. That game's coming right up along. But first, Jedi Survivor, so I'll be playing that. For our super producer, Red, along with MC Fixer and Destin Legary, I'm Brian McCaffrey. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 592. We'll see you next week. My name is Jenny Owen-Youngs. And I am Kristen Russo. And together, we run Buffering, a rewatch adventure, a family of podcasts moving through our favorite 90s genre television. If you're a fan of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, well, great news for you. Our very first podcast adventure took us through all seven seasons of the series. We covered it spoiler-free, episode by episode. For those of you who want to start the show for the first time, you can find that podcast pretty easily. It's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Inside that podcast, you'll also find an original song that pairs with each glorious episode of Buffy and original character jingles for so many of our Buffy favorites. Buffering has been praised in places like Time, Esquire, Paste Magazine, and the New York Times, and we've chatted with dozens of cast members, writers, directors, and fans along the way. Come hang out and rewatch some of your favorite television with us and a wonderful community of listeners. Learn more at BufferingCast.com or find us on socials at BufferingCast.